Hey, Jar listeners, Ken here again. Before we jump into today's episode, I have an exciting announcement to share. We want to celebrate our 50th episode and thank you all for listening by doing a giveaway. Everyone who enters will be getting 150 of our top questions, and three people who enter will also receive a prize. We're giving away an interview to be on the jar from anywhere in the world, a $100 Amazon gift card, and a sweatshirt to three of you. The contest will be open until October 12th, 2022. Take the link in the bottom of today's episode to enter and share it with your friends and family. So, have you lost that, it to yeah. only find it again? Yeah, I think that I've this idea of losing faith, I would probably equate that to this, um, to this idea of being in a space of, of despair or hopelessness. Yeah. And I've definitely been in that space of despair and hopelessness a number of times throughout my life to varying degrees. Um, the first time to my remembrance is when my parents got divorced because mm. I'm very, I am a optimist, I'm an idealist. And so I had this ideal idea of their, uh, of their, their yeah they're being married and um you know 50 percent. you know even even back then the or the mid 90s you know 50 percent of marriages ending in divorce i was like oh we're you know our our family you know we'll beat the odds right like our and and my whole family is kind of like that in a way like there's there's this this drive to um to prove people wrong kind of thing or like to to prove to ourselves that we can do great or be better or whatever. Um, and so I had that with regards to my, to my mom and dad. I, just, I never expected that, you know, they would be divorced. And so, and it was, you know, I was 11, 12 years old. Mm. And, um, and so very formative years, very like, you know, coming of age kind yeah, of thing. Really and so that, it, that was really, really hard for me for my sisters i think to to a lesser degree um but for me i was just you know i was crushed this is the jar podcast where real people have real conversations good morning everybody and welcome back to the jar it's your host ken and today I'm I'm wrapping up my visit to Green Bay, Wisconsin, and it's you know got this nice kind of a early summer cloudy day, so it's given us a little of a kind of a nice weather to sit in the backyard, and and I'm with and I'm with Jessica Hazley, and we're in her back beautiful little garden backyard, and we just had some homemade granola some fresh fruit, a little coffee, French press coffee, a nice chit chat catching up. Thank you for taking care of me. Yeah. Jessica, that was great. Thank it was, you. That was really kind. Um, so we're, we're here and she's, she's doing a bit of yoga instructing. Um, she's an ex Marine. My parents were in the Mer Marine. Mom and dad were Marines. Yeah. And you're not, but you look like, you look like a Marine. <laughs> I could have been. Yeah. yeah, you could have been a Marine. Jeez. <laughs> I could have been a Well, Marine. she's fit like a Marine. Look like you could put a 60-pound backpack on and run run for 20 miles. Yeah. 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 Maybe. Yeah, I don't, I don't <laughs> doubt I it. I had to. <laughs> if you had to, I believe you could. Um, she carried the jar box like nothing. 
And I gotta be honest, I struggle with that thing when I carry it more than about 50 feet with the glass and everything else. Um, just to, like I said, another another great day here in Wisconsin. Um, headed up to Drummond Island uh, to this after this, a little bit after when we're done here, and then uh, get as close as I can for another interview tomorrow. Jessica, I mean, thanks so much. Yeah. For for being a guest, and and again for, for taking care yeah. of me. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, this is fun. <laughs> I can't. Why don't you Why don't you share a little bit about yourself? Yeah. Other than you're not a marine. <laughs> where I got that in my head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I actually was was born close to a Marine Corps base because my parents met in the, yeah, my parents met in the Marines um, in North Carolina. I don't remember too much about early childhood travel. I live, I know that we lived in North Carolina for a time in Alabama. Um, partly grew up in Yuma, Arizona. And, um, and then moved here in about 95, I was 11. And shortly after that, um, shortly after that, my parents divorced. And yeah, I've been in Wisconsin ever since middle school. And okay. So met my husband in high school, our senior year, so... Yeah, the whole high school sweetheart thing we have going on. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's so cute. Yeah. I, I've met quite a few now. <laughs> I think Jen Harlan, the, the one yeah, episode yeah. you listened to, they were high school, like 16 yep. years old. Yeah. 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 Um, and yeah, we've been, we've been married for 16 years already. Um, let's see, what else? In addition to teaching yoga, I also uh, work at a flooring company in payroll. So I'm a payroll manager for a commercial flooring company. Oh, okay. Um, and they've been really good about being flexible with me so that I can continue to do my yoga stuff oh. and do stuff like this. <laughs> so, so yeah, I have a pretty, pretty good gig between both the payroll job and the yoga stuff. And then, yeah, I love gardening. Uh, let's see, what else? Um, about me. I have two younger sisters. Okay. What was the spiritual journey like? Yeah. So growing up, we didn't really go to church. Okay. Um, we did say prayers. My mom was Catholic. My dad was more like, um, he, he believes in God, but he's not very religious. Um, so we would say... We would say, uh, they, the, we would say our like evening prayers, right? We were always, you know, told, okay, don't forget to say your prayers. Don't forget to say your prayers. Um, and the times that we did go to church, it's usually either we were, um, was usually because we were being, being babysat by someone that went to church. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Like grandma and grandpa or just no, friends, or friends? Of, friends. Yeah. Cause okay. we didn't have, when we were in Arizona, um, we didn't have most of the, most of my mom's family lives in oh, Wisconsin. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Right. And most of my dad's family lives in Virginia, between Virginia and, um, Atlanta. Okay. So, okay. yeah. Um, so we didn't have a lot of family around, but they knew a lot of people just from, um, from being in the military. Yeah, for being in the Marines, yeah. right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. My, that's like family. Yeah. My dad's, 
my mom was not in the Marine Corps very long because when they met, they had me pretty quickly. So she got out and my dad stayed in until probably the mid, mid nineties. Mm. And, um, and then he went into doing, um, he's a big like gym person. He's always at the gym and he, uh, studied personal training, personal fitness training and that kind of thing. So, um, he's a bouncer at a bar, <laughs> he did all kinds of security stuff. So. So yeah, and then my dad, my mom, I remember, she was babysat 24-7. And I don't think either of them, like, I really believe in, like, getting, you know, what you're worth. I don't think either of them charged enough for what they did. For what they, well, especially, (laughs) there's no, I mean, babysitting, whatever you're getting paid is not nearly representative of the. Yeah, especially that, you know, this this was in the 90s. So, um, yeah, I just remember there's kids of all different ages all around all the time <laughs> yeah so you kind of grew up in a big family in a way yeah 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 interesting interesting there's a lot for me though because i'm even though i i feel like i'm a like an introverted extrovert like i can i can be on when i need to be on yeah. but i need a lot of space and time to decompress and like same same with yeah, me reflect. yeah yeah when when you need to yeah. be you can do it yeah um but you need yeah reflection time yeah mm-hmm. i used to kind of call it defragmenting the hard drive yeah when they're like early that. early pcs yeah <clears throat> and all the memory would be stored in different places <laughs> and you know you had to kind of go back in and let the computer put it back closer to each other oh, sure sure and that was like that for me same thing yeah need some need some downtime yeah absolutely because humans can be intense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, well, let's see. But, yeah, what else you want? So, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so, one thing, you know, speaking about, uh, you know, religious stuff growing up, one thing that has always stuck with me, one of the families that we went to church with, um, I remember the guy, uh, the dad, he... You know the the pastor preacher, however I don't even remember what the den- yeah. what the denomination was that we went to. He's up there talking, and I was actually attentive. I was I was trying to listen. You know, can't tell you now. I don't remember yeah. what he said, but um, but yeah, I, I remember that I was listening, and then the the dad had turned to me, and he was like, I don't even know what this guy's talking about. And I was maybe nine. (laughs) And I remember thinking, why are you here? What? Yeah. (laughs) And this was a family. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't know what's going on, I don't know what's going on for like, wait a minute. I I feel like I was always kind of older than my age. Okay. (laughs) It's very introspective. I'm like, what what are you even doing here? And you remember this. Yeah. This is crazy. It really stuck with me. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, it, I think it was the, that first moment where I felt the flaw of an adult, <laughs> like where I experienced that. Oh, yeah. right. The co- first cognitive moment where you're like, wait a minute, you mean adults don't know everything? Right. Like the, the mask, the, the mask yeah. has come off. Yeah. Yeah. So that really stuck with me as like, you know, kind of this the whole why, like, why, yeah. why would you be why here would you if you're here? not, 
listening or if you don't understand what's what's going on. And they were a family that um, after at, right after church, they would be arguing. They had two younger boys and like the whole family is just arguing. And I'm like, okay, so I don't really see the point of church is obviously not helping you. <laughs> you need a lot more church or you or, 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 or no, find no. something else. Um, you should, in our car on the way home, it was, a, it was usually WWE wrestling in the back with my two brothers. <laughs> so quite normal, I think. Yeah. Yeah. My, yeah. My dad was way into wrestling. <laughs> we would watch that, but but we did start going like shortly after my parents divorced when we were here in Wisconsin. Um, my dad had actually, who was not, who's not religious, he has no interest in going to church, but he had told my mom, he's like, you know, I really think that you should bring the girls to church. And so then she went and, you know, kind of looked around on her own to find, you know, to s seek out, you know, some kind of church that would you know, that, that she felt comfortable in right, to okay. bring us. And so we did go um, to the small church um, for a time. Uh, slowly, my younger sisters started to leave the church. Um, and over the last five-ish or so years, um, my mom ended up leaving and then in 2020, I left. And that, I had gone for 24 years to this place. Wow. And it was always this sort of, um, well, the first time that we went there, is, it was me, my mom, and my two younger sisters. And we all just weeped at what was being spoken, at the worship service. We just, we really did feel that strong sense of love, that strong mm. sense of, you know, what one might call, you know, godly, divine love. Yeah, sometimes you feel it. And um, and so we were all just in tears after the service. And so I was pretty, pretty well sold. I really liked what was going on. And it was like a stable place. So I always felt that my dad's intention was that because the divorce had so stabilized our home, that he wanted so destabilized that he wanted us to have some place yeah. that was stable. Yes. And so um, I loved it for a time, but when I started questioning things and started, you know, kind of, I don't know, feeling a little bit more empowered to be real and to be, I started to feel that as leadership changed, some things changed within the church, um, it started to feel more and more fake. And it was a lot of, oh, let's take pictures to post on Facebook to show how much of a family we are. But I never felt that. Yeah, I didn't feel that. You know, I had a really hard time just in general growing up, fitting in places, um, and oftentimes even at that church. And I felt the last few years that I had been going, it was just me kind of like trying to figure out where I fit in and not being able to figure that out. Uh, yeah. But you go for so long, right? Like I had been going for so long that I was like, well, I, 
I just got to keep it's trying. Sort of like a routine. It becomes a routine. Yeah. And and you're changing. And maybe the church changed or, yeah. the, like you said, the leadership changed, message changes, community members. Yeah, it's not, it's, not a, it's not that stable forever. Yeah. But probably gave you what you needed at the time. At the time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, you know, my husband would go with me, but after a while, I'm just like, well, if you're not really getting anything out of this, like, you don't, you don't have to come with me. I'll just go. And so then it was just me. And that's and not fine. That's not the same. It, yeah. It was a little bit harder. And, I, you know, there were moments where, uh, you know, a couple of people here and there would try to, try to, you know, oh, sit with me or sit with us or that kind yeah. of thing. So there was some bit of, of trying to fit me in. Um, but ultimately, yeah, I, I went to this or we went to this family camp. They, they usually yearly will have some kind of retreat yep, situation. Right. Yes. And, um, and again, this is 2020. So um, there's a lot just going on in general. <laughs> um, but this is fall of 2020. Oh, and, um, <clears throat> and I'm at this family camp and I'm just like, I'm sitting and meditating and praying and like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing here. I don't know what I'm doing here. And so um, we had this WhatsApp chat kind of set up and um, some people in that chat after the, after the retreat, they were like, oh, you know, I really had a good time and this was great and this was great and this was great. And I just, was trying to share my heart, be honest and said, Hey, you know, like I just, I really didn't feel like I belonged. I don't know, you know, what that is. Um, not feeling the same kind of like positive vibes that everybody else is. And, um, one of the just poured your heart out. Yeah. Yeah. Opened up mistake. It was. Oh, oh, oh no. Well, it was and it wasn't. So I, one of the people, right. Like, if you if you if you can get yourself into that space where where nothing's a mistake because every everything ends up working out, I, but <laughs> but yeah. So one of the people in leadership had sent me a direct message, private message, and said, "Hey, you know, um, you've been kind of saying for a while now that you feel like you don't belong, and so on and so forth. Maybe you should find someplace else to go." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, oh." Huh. Uh, and I, it was, it what was. That, what did that, I mean, what did that feel like? Because you open your heart and then the, it was the, like the leader stab. says. It was a stab to my heart. <laughs> yeah. I was, yeah, that was a really, really rough message to read. And we had a little exchange back and forth. And eventually I was like, I left that WhatsApp group. Yeah, I'm out. I left the church. Yeah, I'm out. And I'm like, you know what? I think I'm just going to um, be part of the Church of Hazley. <laughs> the yeah. Hazley Church. Yes. <laughs> well, this is a beautiful church back here, I can tell you. This is a lovely... Yeah. I mean, if this is your house of worship, your backyard... Yeah. You can find God here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely find God. Yeah. And I think that was the thing. It was like, I think God is so much bigger than, you know, Christianity. It's so much bigger than any religion that's out there. Um, and I felt very, I, f I think I felt very stifled there and I feel 
so much more free to really be me in this space. And yeah, so. What a spiritual journey. You're back to square one, back to you. Yeah, yeah. Back to you. Which, yeah, and that feels that feels pretty good. Yeah. I, I think for everybody, it's a journey. Um, and you never know where it's going to end up. Yeah, I think, you know, you'll, could be back in a church, you know, next year. Who knows? You could be, mm-hmm. you could have friends coming over here for your church soon. <laughs> on the, on the spiritual side, we don't know. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of like big stuff happens in life and that can make you, you know, kind of question where you're at as well. And so it seems like you yeah. came to a place where you, you, you need to find your next place uh, and you're probably in, you know. Right. Um, yeah, the, the big thing that, that really, I think happened, happened six years before I even left the church, which was 2014. Um, I was pregnant with twins and they passed at 23 weeks. Oh man. And so I had. At 23. um, Yeah. Um, so I had, uh, you know, when I, when I became pregnant and when we learned that they were, that it was twins, I, um, went and like maybe prematurely went and like bought different stuff. So I like looked on, you know, I joined this Facebook moms of twins. Yeah, group of course you should, like, right? right? Of course you should. You're, I mean, that's exciting. <laughs> I went and bought like, oh, somebody has a pair of bouncers for sale. Uh, somebody has this. So I went and got all this stuff. And I was ready. I was like, okay, I know that this is going to be hard. I'm going to, I'm never going to sleep. I was, I was ready for it. And so when they passed, it was especially hard because, um, because then I didn't know where to go from there. And I was never someone who, um, like, it wasn't like we were trying, right? Like this was you know, it wasn't planned, um, but I was open to that journey. Yeah, you were, yeah, you were all in. Something children. Like you were all in. Yeah. And so then I had to like figure out, okay, now, now what do I do? Well, what, what happened and why? This was going to be my life. Yeah, right. And now it was like my whole life was gone for a second. And about six months later, and, and of course I'm like, you know, I'm in the church, I'm, I'm speaking all the the stuff that people say like, okay, well, they were, I think even in their obit, it said something about, um, you know, they were returned to their father in heaven or something mm-hmm. like that. And I, I really tried to like stay in that role of, okay, well, they never really belonged to me. And as a way to sort of push away some of the, the some of the sadness the and pain, grief yeah. and stuff. Yeah. But at one point when I was, you know, cause people would ask, People always ask if you have, people always ask if you have kids, especially if you're a woman, (laughs) like people always ask if you have kids. And so then, then I was finding myself either, okay, do I trust this person with this information or, um, do I want to just say no? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which is hard because it's a very complicated question when you actually have experienced being being pregnant. Yeah. You, you know what it's like. And you know, you've. I I did have to deliver them. They did have to yeah. induce induce labor. Um, they I delivered them about 
probably about 20 minutes apart. And so I like we actually got to hold their bodies. Um and they were they were people. They were, <laughs> they were like they were oh, you know, they makes had, it's, a, it's a real yeah, person. Yeah. They had fingernails, hair, yeah. all that. Oh, yeah. So um it's a real person. So yeah, it at one point I remember someone kind of like asking, you know, how I was doing and like that kind of that kind of question because it was actually at my um my dad's wedding. He'd gotten he got married to this to this gal and um uh uh like I said, six six or seven months after their passing and um and I was talking to, to this person and I'm like, oh, well, you know, I just, you know, I really believe that they're, you know, in a better place or they're like, you know, they never really belong to me and blah, 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 whatever. And then I was like, every word that I was saying felt like dust in my mouth. Like, I'm like, I don't think I really fully believe what I'm saying. And I had to step away from the conversation and I just step, stepped into the bathroom because, you know, it was my, my dad's big day, his wife's big day, like, you know, not wanting to mess any of that up so I stepped into the bathroom just like took took a few breaths I'm like okay okay and I think that kind of you know leading up to 2020 like all of that kind of grief and mourning and figuring out where I belonged and in that time um in that time I I did try to I I started to um i'm like okay what what am i doing here what can i do to get myself in a better headspace and so yeah about six months after their passing um i looked into okay i i think i got this like thousand and one positive things or something like that um some book and then i found or i heard a radio advertisement for this chorus sweet adeline's <laughs> sweet adeline's chorus and i was like i like singing i'll join this group so it was kind of like this journey of like just trying out different stuff and as it turns out singing is actually very good for your like mental health oh yeah um yeah. if you uh, whether you sing well or not and if you don't sing well just don't sing in front of people that are going to tell sing you in the shower. <laughs> right? yeah. don't sing on the chorus for, don't try out for the chorus <laughs> but but yeah so i was in that for a couple of years and um you know we got to do got to go like different competitions and things like that and then i volunteered for a hospice uh group oh, for a bit goodness yeah um worked with this guy who um, you know, he, he actually lived much longer. I, I, cause I worked with him cause hospice is if you have a prognosis of six months. Yeah. Or less. And yeah, he, yeah. yeah. And he lived for a little bit over a year and I was, you know, kind of with him on that journey for a year and, um, wow. he didn't have much family. So, uh, yeah, I would go in just about every week or so and uh, you know just kind of chat with him I think he was a little cognitively um slow just from the way that he spoke but um but yeah so we you know I did that for a year a little bit more than a year and then I um had always been 
told when I would read something or recite something, oh, you have such a great voice. You have such a great voice. And so I was like, okay, what can I do with my voice? Which is part of the reason why I did the hospice thing. Because yeah. one of the things is like, you can read to people. Oh, okay, okay. Um, and then I was like, okay, what else can I do with my voice? And then that's when I was like, maybe I could teach, maybe I could teach yoga. So I took my first, I had t- done some um, yoga, uh, like video stuff. Uh, so I, I, I was familiar-ish with the practice as, a, as like a physical fitness practice. Uh, she but really I jumped into that yeah. fully yeah. just recently. Yeah, just in the last, um, yeah, I've been teaching for six years now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I went to my first yoga class in 2015, a year after the babies passed. And um, and then went into the yoga, my first yoga teacher training, uh, winter of 2016. And uh, yeah, I've been just kind of on that journey. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. That's it. How you got on the journey? It's a lot. As I think I just said a whole book in about 20 or so minutes there. <laughs> yeah, 20 seconds. <laughs> Perfect. Well, let's, I'm excited to see where the jar is going to take you. You've mm-hmm. got some, you've got an interesting life story so far, and I'm sure there's a lot more. Uh, that's, a, the, that's the Reader's Digest version. Yeah. Um, let's jump into the jar. Why don't yeah. you pick a question, and then I'll read it for you. I'll read it for the audience. And away we go. See where the jar takes us. Hello, everybody. It's your host, Ken. I'm really excited today to be able to share with you that we have signed with our first partner. And not just our first partner, but our partner of choice. You know, when we started the podcast, one of the things for me that was really important, it's kind of a driving force, is that everybody has a story. Every story deserves to be heard. And it deserves to be heard without judgment. And in the sharing in these first 90 days, we've had lots of stories of trauma, addiction, abuse. But as a testament to the human spirit and so inspiring for me, is that everybody is on the road to recovery. The reality is, is that no one has done that alone. And that's why I'm really excited to share with you that we're now sponsored by BetterHelp. And BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help. And you talk to them in a private online environment at your convenience. There's a broad range of expertise inside the 20,000 plus therapists that they have. You simply fill out a questionnaire so they can assess your needs. And within about 48 hours, you're going to get matched to a therapist. Schedule a video, phone sessions. You can even have text messages with your therapist. So really, you can interact with the therapist in the way that you're most comfortable at the times that are most comfortable for you. I really love that kind of privacy and the convenience. And there's more than 2 million people who have taken advantage of this and, and helped out their mental health uh, with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. We spend a lot of time and a lot of money investing in our bodies, our hair, our teeth, our eyes, you know, but we really do neglect our brain, our mental health. And I think it's, you know, I think it's great to have this opportunity, even if you're not 
in a depressed state or an anxious state, I think it is, there is some value to talking to a professional who can help keep you in that space. And that's why they've given us a special offer to JAR podcast listeners. You get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash the JAR. That's betterhelp.com slash the JAR. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. What does compassion mean to you? So I'm going to steal a little bit from Brene Brown because she speaks about compassion as um oh my goodness love with boundaries mm. or something yeah something like that where there's right you you hold space for love for people yeah but you still have boundaries that allow you to maintain that compassion so yeah she brings up the example of um you know a a having a party and there's someone who you want to invite but you know that and this was her experience yeah, okay. you know that um that they're that if they drink it's not going to be good and so she said you know she she put up this boundary for this person hey you know you're welcome to come to this party but i just ask that you not drink and of course that person did not receive that well <laughs> um <laughs> but she still maintained her compassion toward that person rather than allowing them to come over and just disrupt completely disrupt her life and then resent that person. She and still was able, ends up ugly. Yeah. Right? It still she, ends up she uncomfortable. Was, exactly. Right. Right. She was able to hold compassion because she had set up this boundary. Yeah. So I think compassion is, compassion means loving people with boundaries. Yeah. And that, that allows you to maintain, I like that, allows yeah. you to maintain that love. Yeah. Because otherwise it would be broken. Yeah. And having respect for other people's boundaries too, right? Like, okay, hey, I'd rather you not, you know, talk about this thing or I'd rather you not, um, the thing with, with my husband, he doesn't like, um, he, he needs to give permission to like, allow me to post pictures of him or, right. or, um, take video of him or something like that. He's not. He, he's not at all into this kind of into the, right, so, into into the, the, <clears throat> the space of so he's got his being patch, on camera. He's got yeah. His boundaries. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. 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 You can, so for me to like show love and for him to keep compassion for for, for your, me, for what you want to do, yeah. I have to you know respect that yeah. about him because it would be very easy just just take a picture, throw it on social media. You look so cute. But he doesn't want it. <laughs> so, yeah, me and my yeah. pajamas is not cute. Right. right? Yeah. Like, hey, <laughs> yeah. We're not, oh, good. Yeah. 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 You and I have a different definition. I can see that. <laughs> he can't even. <laughs> and he, he's wore, when we first, when we first met, he like wears full on pajamas, like pants, t shirt kind of thing. Like, it's not <laughs> like he's sleeping naked. And he would not come, like, if I would come over in the morning or something when this was back when we were in your day. Yeah. Um, I would come over to his parents' house. He would not come downstairs in his pajamas. He's like, oh, I have to get dressed. <laughs> He's very funny. Oh, I love it. <laughs> but yeah, oh, let's get through all 400. 
Ja, dat is goed. We're going to need lunch at least. You'll have to feed me lunch too. We're going for 400. We can do that. Hmm. What is charity without currency? Ooh, it's the first time we had this question. Sorry cool. about that. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know. So, I've, been, I've been listening all to the... all that all that listening and all that studying. <laughs> you're trying to cheat the system, and and I get, your second question is a first question. No, I I fully expected that. <laughs> like, watch, I'm going to be all prepared for all these questions that I've heard, and I'm going to get all and the you're questions gonna get, that haven't. Yeah. <laughs> um, charity without currency. That's actually a really tough one for me because I feel like. Yeah, especially in the in the place that we're at now, um, it's really easy to just throw money at nonprofit organizations. I mean, look at Ukraine, right? Where the whole world has spent yeah. probably like you know a hundred billion dollars over there. Yeah, and it's uh, but I, even just for oh. me individually, like mostly because I'm never sure, w like what's really important to me. In terms of nonprofit organizations, like where to give and why? Yeah, and so I'm just like you know, giving money is the easiest thing for me to yes. do. However, um, charity without currency, I think, is uh, holding space, right? Listening to people. Um. I think it can be, you know, just giving someone a hug. I, I remember um, this one time when I was going to a Bible city at church and this woman had recently lost her mom. And people always want to say stuff, right? When people are going through grief or mourning, people always want to talk. I feel like, you know, even though this whole show is around talking and I'm probably going to do a lot of it. I probably already have. Um, I think we could result, re reserve a lot more room for silence. And so when I came there and I saw her, I just went up and I just gave her just a hug. Just gave her a hug. Yeah. And I'm like, that's all that's needed in this, in this moment. Yeah, words, what are you going to say? Yeah. So holding space, listening to people, embracing people. Um, you know, and of course, there's like the organizational stuff. Right. There's volunteering at your, your soup kitchen, which I've not done yet. <laughs> um, there's, uh, there is, I do have on my, my list that I'll be looking into soon. I do have on my list to do something um, more community involved with our local homeless organization. Um, they do... Uh, they do counts in the area. And so it's usually in like the middle of the night, they'll go around and, you know, go up to people, count how many homeless people are in the area okay. to get an idea, right. um, offer support, this kind of thing. And so that is something that I'm looking to, that I, I really want to get involved in. Um, but yeah, so far for me, currency has been the easiest way to give, to, sh to share charity. But on an individual level, I think I've, I've been able to hold space. Yeah. Yeah. 
No, the hospice is real big. Yeah. I mean, holy cow, that's yeah, that's angel's work. Yeah. <laughs> Can't imagine. All right. Let's try another one. Yeah, it's kind of weird. We, usually I lay the jar down, but we're kind of... In oh, a, yeah. yeah. And I could lay it down, but it's... Yeah, no, this is working. Yeah, this is working. Yeah, yeah, it's giving you... It makes you kind of... It's a tall jar we got today. Jar number one. It's got a few lenses, and it's really actually gigantic. It's tall a, jar for a short person. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> Your whole arm is going there. <laughs> yeah, it's... Oh, who loves you? So many people. Yeah. <laughs> no, I I feel very loved. Um, obviously, my husband loves me. Um, you know, he's very supportive. He's been very supportive of a number of things that uh, that I've done. Um, you know, the yoga teacher trainings mm. that I've been a part of are not cheap. Um, so you know, we've you know, he's, he's been a partner in that. Um, he actually went to school for graphic design, so he's created my logo and that kind of thing. Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, family, I know that I have family that loves me. Um, my mom, my dad, you know, everybody shows their love in different ways, and I try to, mm -hmm. I, I try my best to pay attention to that. Sometimes you get a little, um, you know, if I if I stay too much in that in that space of thinking about people's errors and mistakes and things, then you know you can really feel not loved. Um, but I know that I am right by the things that they've done that have shown that. Yeah. Um, my sisters, my friends, uh, some of probably a few of my really lo loyal yoga students. My, yeah. yeah. Um, even people at my job, my boss, you know. So, yeah, I, <laughs> you know, I'm very loved. I love me. I was to say, do you love yourself? Yeah, yeah. And that's you found that space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, right? Like, it can sound really arrogant, uh, but I think you have to. You you have to get to that space where you love yourself because there, you can feel sometimes that nobody does and so if you don't then that's even harder a lot of guests are call that a work in progress right they're yeah. learning to love themselves yeah. or or it's it changes over time yeah i mean it's a real thing yeah it's a real thing you know really being comfortable in your skin with I, who you are yeah and what you're doing and what you've done and that you've gotten to a place where maybe you did some things in the past and mm -hmm. that impacts your self-view. Yeah. So also forgiveness is, you know, part of that equation. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it's it acceptance of mm -hmm. exactly where you're at. Yeah. It's um being open to shift <clears throat> and change. And then somewhere in that space and in that journey you do find this this really deep yeah. love and, com and compassion for yourself. The, and I think you, that you said the word deep, right? It yeah. is. I, th I think when you get there, it's unbreakable. Mm -hmm. When you really do, you, know, you look in the mirror and you realize we're all, you know, you're a special person, mm -hmm. right? You're like, I'm yeah. me. Yeah. I love me. 
you know. And then you don't take stuff as 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 personally because I used to take stuff personally I th- all the time. I, yeah, I mean, when you're in that when you're in that love place, yeah. and it's deep, and you really do accept yourself, right? And mm-hmm. yeah, no, then everything's kind of a bit of a joke, right? Nothing you can no, nobody can really kind of yeah. You've got like that protective barrier force field. Yeah, you it's you just stuff Except just rolls if, off you. Except if someone cuts in front of me, I still have I still I still have a little. <laughs> I still have a little bit of road rage. I, I the road rage is real. <laughs> like I was driving, like I'm driving the van now, and I'm just Mr. Peaceful. I'm trying to be like taking deep breaths. Yeah. But it was like somebody yesterday drove me off, and I'm like, ah, yeah, flipping the finger. Yeah. I'm like, why did I do that? What does it even who I cares? Know. I know. Who even cares? I don't even know. Maybe the guy's rushing to the to the hospital. He's a dog. Like I don't know. Yeah, exactly. But still, he cut in front of me. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but if you get to that space, right, where you, <laughs> so where, you where you love yourself, then you know that, okay, yeah, I made that little mistake. Hopefully, I don't know that person. The <laughs> yeah. more, right, like, the more you're in the community. I remember this. Yes, this oh, that's gal, right, right. This uh, fellow yoga, te- yoga teacher, she's like, yeah, I was driving, flipped this person off, happened to be one of my yoga students, but she was fine, right? Like, <laughs> and then in the yoga community... You can forgive a little bit easier, I think, sometimes. So, <laughs> I'm sure there's some Karen yoga people that are like oh, yeah. purists or something, you know, like that's unforgivable in the yoga world. Right. Yeah. There's always like just, little. Just like in any community. Every, every community's got its, you know, it's it's uh, like teetotalers, right? The people yeah. just holding the line of, of whatever's perfect. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, well, let's yeah. try another question. Oh, <laughs> uh, I still hold a little road rage, though. <laughs> Not giving that up. <laughs> I, re- I reserve the I reserve the right to flip you <laughs> off from my comfort of my seat. Hopefully, you don't have a gun. Oh yeah. Uh, Real thing. It is Wisconsin. Although the only time I ever saw I had anybody point a gun at me was in L.A. Mm. in a car. Mm, it's a like, really big gun. Okay, so don't flip anybody off. In don't LA. flip people off okay. in L.A. What is God? Oof. God. Boy, we're off the deep end now. Yeah. Um, so many things, but I think it's really simple. I think it's life and love. God is life and love. Mm. It's, you know, I, I think if you're open, if you're, you know, if you're open and willing to just kind of listen, you know, I, I'm friends with a few people who really have high regard for nature, mm. you know, and nature is sort of their God. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, even just with that breeze, right? Yeah. Oh, it's kind of like, funny, right? A little like bit the of breath a, of the spirit is in the air. A little acknowledgement there, right? Yeah. There. Yeah. You got yeah. that? Just she was saying that a big little breeze just kind of came through. Yep. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, and I, I do hold, you know, however I'm, influence in all the experience of life i do hold true that we're all made in the image of god so i think no matter what and this is a hard hard thing to say and hard thing i think to hear sometimes but no matter what a person does says is whatever or seems to be there is some bit of god in every single person that Maybe some, maybe never comes out, mm. but we can, at least I 
do my best. Not always great, but I do my best to look for that or at least agree that that is there. God is somewhere in that being. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I, they're always, there's, it's there somewhere, right? Yeah. In each person. And we got to find it. Um, show some grace. Sometimes Absolutely. When, when it's not yeah. presenting itself yeah. <laughs> in yeah. the person. Um, and, and we don't know anybody's story. Yeah. And I don't think, <laughs> I don't think that it matters much whether people believe I personally, (laughs) we were talking earlier about, you know, the different sides, right? Politically, right? And so it's like, whatever, whether I'm, if I'm in a conservative space, if I'm in a liberal space, there's always some... Um, oh, see, now I forgot where I'm going with this. Let's pause that. Yeah, let's come back to that. It'll, yeah. it'll come back to you. Yeah. You want to find another question? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Like, what is God question is a tough... <clears throat> I mean, that's the deep end right away. <clears throat> What's something you did for someone you feel good about? <clears throat> This is another one of those kind of like toot your own horn. <laughs> it's, that's question, the question, though. Which is good because I think we all should do that more. Yeah, I just, yeah, right. There's no shame. I mean, yeah. it's something that made you, I mean, it's a genuine emotion, right? Yeah. It should be something that when you, at least for me from the question, when I, when I read it, it's it invokes a memory that makes you smile. Yeah. Would be my definition. Yeah, I like that. And yeah. and there's no shame in that, right? I mean, yeah. like you did something, you're like, Yeah, I did good. I I did good. Like yeah. that moment I was a good human. Yeah. I think that's that's we should all be that. Yeah. So I think um the the very first thing that comes to mind is um and it's a little it's a little bit personal, a little bit intimate, but okay. like giving my, my my husband like a little head scratch in the evening yesterday. Um, just like he works a lot and yeah, he, he said, does I mean, a lot. He's on a factory and he, floor too, he, right? I yeah, mean, that's... yeah. And yesterday he helped me a lot, like just kind of getting everything prepared and straightened oh. up for, for today. So, so yeah, you know, I think, uh, yeah, that, that made me feel good to be able to, you know, to do that. Um, like a good couple minute head scratch. Yeah. Just like, oh, that's yeah. the, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, and then being able to provide space for my mom. So my mom had lived with us um, for a few months earlier this year um, from like December to April-ish. Okay. And, um, and so we set her up here for a few months. And 
it did make me feel good to be able to kind of provide the space um, for her to to figure some things out because she was not in. Um, I don't think she would mind if I if I shared. She was not in a good marriage, um, and in the time that she was here, had decided to uh, divorce the mm. person. So, um, so. I kind of take a little bit of responsibility for that <laughs> um, in a good way. <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, it and was, give her the space, right? Yeah, and, which yeah. is also a sacrifice for your guys. For it, it was. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not going to lie. I, I mean, that's, really like having our space. And after, yeah. after she lived with us, um, because before that we'd had another family member stay with us for a time um, early last year. And, uh, and that did not go well, but, uh, I'm like, we're not having anyone else. <laughs> we take a break. <laughs> no more. <laughs> I need my home back. <laughs> but she was a very good guest, you know? Um, but yeah, it's, it's a lot. It's the Hazley Hotel is, is, uh, yeah, the shuttered, Hotel closed. for business. <laughs> Oh, I was just on the Airbnb map too. <laughs> I was just checking you guys out. <sighs> Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I grew up with that sort of mentality of you. We, we actually had yeah, a couple. Yeah. Um, we actually had a homeless couple stay with us. Um, my parents had a homeless couple stay with us for like a week or something. Yeah. So, and you'd mentioned and we your were, mom was a babysitter. There were kids everywhere in the house all the time. Yeah. So this yeah. is kind of normal for you. Yeah. And they tried their best. We lived, like I said, we lived in Arizona. Um, the exchange was, oh, we'll provide you with a place to stay temporarily and, and some food in exchange for, you know, some gardening in the desert of our backyard. It's clay and hard dirt. There is no, <laughs> there was no gardening. That wasn't happening. <laughs> no, but but yeah. So so those kinds of things stick with me. So I I, I do often feel like, you know, and I, I've even talked with with Mike about. Oh, you know, they do that. They do those those couch surfing things. We could just have strangers come live with us for a little bit. And my husband's like, Yeah, no, we're not doing that. And ultimately, I think that I would probably feel the same way, right? Because I, I idealize. I'm like, oh, this would be a really cool thing. You get to know. But then you also have to, like, be in the space with that person. Total stranger and living on your couch. Not know you what come out their the morning. routine yeah. is. And, no. You know, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're too old for that. It's a great thing, and it's yeah. probably work and it works for a lot of people. But no, yeah. yeah, you're too old for that. Yep. No. yep. Your twenties are past. Yeah, yeah. If I was in my twenties, then yeah. Then it's a great way. It's great. It's it's great. Yep. But uh, yeah, especially after you had the family. Like you said, once a family member's gone, now we're closing the hotel. Yep. Yep. No more. No mas. <laughs> you need a break. All right. Okay, we're we're reaching in again. I like your bracelet. Thanks. Ivory. And uh, I think these are lava rocks. 
La- yeah, there's a, oh, ble- you know, a bleached lava rock. Yeah, I, there's a uh, a fellow yoga teacher that makes them sell them at cool. one of the studios that I work at. Yeah, almost got like an ivory look to it. What did your parents teach you about the value of today? I don't know that. I'm trying to think. Yeah, it kind of puts mom and dad are listening right now going, yeah. come on. Come on, Jessica. Make me look good. <laughs> what did you even teach me? <laughs> One of those where it's all going out the window. They're, I taught myself everything. They're shouting the answer. Um, they're shouting the answer at the... At the <laughs> Yeah. At the radio right now, right? They're looking yeah. at the they're looking at the podcast and shouting the answers for you. <laughs> um I think there were a lot of just there was a lot of playfulness and a lot of spon- spontaneity and a lot of being in the moment. Um so if anything, you know, I think they did value that and I think they did pass that on to some extent. Yeah. Um, there is not a ton of of planning, so it, it was like every day would be something different. Except that my my mom did. Uh, we were homeschooled for a time. Oh, for a bit, yeah. Um, so there was some planning in that, but. As I recall, it was kind of just a lot of free space, like, oh, let's, we're going to do this now. And, and nothing, there was no, like, that I, that I remember, there wasn't a, a calendar of things that we had set up, you know, every day was, was something different and new and, and, um, yeah, you just didn't know necessarily what. And my dad was in the Marine Corps during, uh, during Saudi Arabia. So, um, during the Gulf War. During the Gulf War. Yeah. So, um, so he, and I don't remember this because I was a bit young. He, uh, had, (laughs) when they were getting ready to go to Saudi Arabia, it was like three or four times that we got up early in the morning, we drove, we have a uh, video footage of this because my dad had gotten this huge video camera, right? Like, hold on your shoulder. It's like oh, 50 man. pounds. I love it. <laughs> and he would like take video of everything. And so every single time, like get with the video camera, well, he was driving, my mom had the video camera. And so like, we're driving and then it's like, nope, we don't, we're not going today. Nope, not, so we not, dri- yeah. Drive all the way back home. And then next week, same thing. You're going. Morning. Yeah. Okay, you're going. Nope, just kidding. Come back. And then it happened. I think it was three times. Third time's a charm. <laughs> and then the third time, he, um, yeah, he did go. And he has gone for a year. And that wow. Was a very, very hard year. Wow. All I remember about that year is my mom listening to Sinead O'Connor. Oh, I have wine. Thank you for coming back here. Yeah. <laughs> um, wine text is like a website where you like 
you put your phone number in there and then they basically just send you texts of here's the wine here's the wine deal of the okay. day they're all like half off yeah and it, then all you do is you just put in the number of bottles that you want right like they send you hey try this and you just put in two, two. or four or six whatever you want and then you're like okay and, then, send and it. it shows up <laughs> Shows up, yeah. It can be very dangerous, though. So it sounds very. I, I it sounds to, very yeah, dangerous. I have to rein it in sometimes. Kind of like, you know, you you get the deals every day and sometimes twice a day. Uh, I'll t- I'll share with. <laughs> remind me to sh- share my wine story offline. Okay, <laughs> I will. I've got a story. I've got a story. Um, okay, well, value of today. Yeah, yeah. Value, no, so I think you kind of we kind of covered. Yeah, that. yeah. So I mean, that, that kind of thing, you know, with my, you know, even though it's the military and it's like there is a lot of things being planned out, it's still a lot of like, you know, not quite knowing for sure what's going to happen next. So yeah, um, but then yeah, just a lot of just kind of each day, a lot of being outside. I mean, we're in. Yuma, Arizona is the southern part yeah, yeah. of Arizona. is quite warm. Um, it hailed once, and I was in second grade, stopped school, stopped class to go outside and collect hail in cups because it was such a phenomenon. <laughs> it's core memory. Yeah. Isn't that funny? Like the teachers, yeah. oh, everybody outside. Well, and yep. also protect your head. Like, what's happening? There's rocks falling from yeah, the sky. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Let's find another question. All right. <laughs> I was watching you having to really get your arm in there. <laughs> I love this. Where does hope begin? With knowledge, with actions, with prayer? With some internal locust of control. <laughs> right? Like having, yeah. being in an, in, being in some kind of, in, in some, even just tiny bit of empowered space. I think that's where hope. Oh yeah. You've got like a little can, like a little candle, right? Like a little. Yeah. 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 Um, I absolutely think action is, a, is, is huge. I think sometimes people are waiting too long, too too much, too long on signs. Well, I just need a, I just need a sign from the universe. I just need to wait till that, right? Like, and sometimes you just have to do something, even if it sucks. Like, even if it like, or even if it's like totally not your vein, um, you, you just have to like go for it. So I think I do think that action is huge, and I also think that knowledge is power. Um, but I think more often than not, we probably gain uh, we gain an exponential amount of knowledge just by doing things. Mm. Oh, yeah. Because you can learn. Oh. You can sit and read books and learn all day. And I love that. I love, I love learning. Particularly, I love learning about the brain, the body, and that connection. Yes. Oh, um, I love, I love yeah. learning about the breath. I, lo- I love learning about how we operate. I think that's very empowering. And I think that gives a lot of hope. And I think a lot of people would say, or mm, because I've been in a lot of like more Christian communities, I think a lot of Christians would say, well, you know, 
God gives hope. Um, but I, I find it more hopeful and more empowering to me to not just say, um, you know, oh, why, why does my brain operate this way? Because of God. Like, I want to know, well, what's the actual, what are the chemicals that what's are happening? What's actually yeah. physically happening inside, yeah. right? Yeah, So Forget the I designer. Think, yeah. What's, I think, what's the process? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think that has has given, given me a lot of hope for being able to change. Because otherwise, I've found myself many times crying in the car, asking God, what the fuck is wrong with me? (laughs) Why can't I, you know, why am I keep making this mistake or why do I keep doing this? But when I start to learn about how my brain works and the chemicals involved in habits and actions and, you know, influences that we've had over the years, when I start to gather that information, that's when I can act, that's to me when I can start saying, oh, I can actually do something about this. And I don't just have to wait on some ethereal being to, you know, pour some divine wisdom into me, which I I don't um, dismiss that. I think that's important too. I I think you can gain divine knowledge but until you, until you do, right, there's, there's other, you know, more physical, more like tangible knowledge to yeah, be. What's, it's like the user manual for yeah. the body, right? And what yeah. I think you do need to understand what's happening. Right. And your reactions. Yeah. Chem- there's a lot of chemicals floating around the body. Yeah. Make you think weird stuff and do weird stuff. Yeah. Uh, knowing how that happens. Yeah. Is important. Yeah. Because then you can start to right like having that acceptance having that knowledge then you can start to shift and you can start to change if you want if you if you want if you want to yeah you have to want to <laughs> if you i mean i think ever i think everybody has some area in their lives where they can shift yeah, and change as long as you're alive you're not done it's like chris yesterday wants to change but waiting for that something yeah. To, to, to something to click. That click, to, that push. Still that, missing the secret something. And that's hard. That's a, you know, that's a hard space because it's, it's like, I don't even know how, you know, how did I get from, <laughs> how did I get from uh, losing two girls and having my, you know, what I had assumed was my purpose, having that being completely ripped away. Yeah. How, do, how did I get from that to where I am today, where I, where I feel good about life? Because yeah. there's so many people that a similar situation would happen and they're, um, you know, there's no Oh, hope. crushed. There's so much Cru- despair. I mean, that's despair. Yeah. I mean, and especially when you do like you did, you really buy into the motherhood and my future and you're imagining them getting married 
and you know right. you got everything. Right. Yeah. Right. Your yeah. your head is you know you're creating all yeah. kinds of worlds. Yeah. And then, poof. That's a lot to lose. Yeah, I think. Um, I think some of that hope also comes from putting yourself in a position of service. Hmm. Because that's where I would have been, right? In motherhood. Yeah. You're in a position of yeah, service. Yeah, you are. That's full-on service. Twins. And I'm like, okay, how how else can I serve? Can move that energy somewhere yeah. else. Yeah. If you, Because you have to get out of your... You have to get out of your head somehow. You, you, and you need to be busy doing something. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, that will, those thoughts will... They will They'll spin. crush you. And they could crush you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely could crush you. <laughs> well this is a this is a funny question yeah because you kind of covered this yeah <laughs> i don't know if this is like a natural thing or just because there's questions like this or the topics are like this but this is a little weird have you ever lost faith only to find it again yeah <laughs> but have you found it again you haven't found it again or have you found a different faith is it the definitions changed. I think probably definitions changed. Because I, I really steer away from religious speak. Like Yeah, so faith can be a lot faith. of different things, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's one thing here is that, yeah. I mean, faith can be... It, yeah. It, it can be many things. Yeah. Um, so... Have you lost it to yeah. only find it again? Yeah, I think that I've this idea of losing faith. I would probably equate that to this, um, to this idea of being in a space of of despair or hopelessness. Mm. And I've definitely been in that space of despair and hopelessness a number of times throughout my life to varying degrees. Um, the first time to my remembrances when my parents got divorced because mm. I'm very I am a optimist I'm an idealist and so I had this ideal idea of their uh, of their mar- yeah their mar- being married and um you know 50% you know even even back then the or the mid 90s you know, 50% of marriages ending in divorce. I was like, oh, we're, you know, our, our family, you know, we'll beat the odds, right? Like our, and, and my whole family is kind of like that in a way, like there's, there's this, this drive to, um, to prove people wrong kind of thing, or like to, to prove to ourselves that we can do great or be better or whatever. Um, and so I had that with regards to my, to my mom and dad. I I never expected that, you know, they would be divorced. And so, and it was, you know, I was 11, 12 years old. Mm. And, um, and so very formative years, very like, you know, coming of age kind of thing. And so that, that was really, really hard for me, for my sisters, I think to, to a lesser degree. Um, But for me, I was just, you know, I was crushed. Um, and then we went to that church. And so that's where I kind of like, you know, reestablished mm-hmm. some bit of faith there. The second moment, probably, um, 
Yeah, the whole losing, you know, being in being in despair, um, was when uh, Mike's dad passed away. My husband's dad passed away, Dennis, and it was very sudden. He had a heart attack. He was in his fifties, early fifties. Wow. Um, and I had to call Mike home from work. He was working third shift at the time. His mom had given me a call saying, oh, we, you know, they had to take, they had to take Denny to the hospital. And, um, and then she called back not 10 minutes later. And I was trying to get into like a new routine at that time. I was in, um, I was going to, I was in college. I was like, or no, I was just out of college. And I was, um, I was like, okay, I'm going to get in this new routine. I'm going to watch. There's some uh, show on one of the streaming services um, about a book club. And I was like, I'm going to get into the show and then I'm going to read and then I'm going to write. And I had this whole thing. This was the first night that I was going to do this. And then I get this call and I'm like, I don't tend to worry about things until I absolutely have to. So when she told me, oh, they had to rush him to the hospital. I was like, okay, yeah, he'll well, be fine. Good, he's at the hospital. And then, I mean, because he's going to be okay. 15 minutes later, she's like, yeah, he passed. And I was, I was like, fuck. So, um, so, yeah, I had to call Mike home from work. I didn't tell him over the phone because I was like, you know, have him driving and be thinking about oh, that. Yeah, no. And so when he got home, I was like, yeah, we got to go to the hospital. And then as we're walking out the door, I had to tell him. Because I was like, okay, I can't have us get to the hospital and then he finds out, right? I have I, to yeah, there's prepare. No good, right? like, I, there, like, there was no. <laughs> I mean, yeah. there's no manual for that, right? There's <laughs> there no, really like, isn't. Pull the instructions. Step two. Yeah, yeah. No, you just make this shit uh, up on the, uh, as you're going. So, yeah. So I, you know, I, okay. I turned to him as we're walking out the door. I'm like, hey, your dad passed away. And he just like pale face, completely crushed. And. That was one of the hardest things that I had to do. Um, and yeah, for for a time, I'm like, you know, you ask the question, why? Like, what? Yeah. Like, why? How? What? Yeah. It's like, what just happened? Um, and then, of course, the third time being the babies, because yeah. I was just like completely lost. I was like, okay, I don't know. I don't know I what's lose- going on. Yeah, that would send your compass yeah. spinning. Yeah. So, but somehow, you know, call it faith, hope, whatever, you know, whatever it is. I mean, you, you look, know, so, you somehow, look happy. you look, you know, you, you dig yourself out of these moments or you hope to, right? Like we hope that you're able to dig yourself out of these moments and, you know, through learning experience through just sheer force of will you're like okay well i'm here i may as well do something good with the time that i that i have yeah my mom was like a survivor right Mm. she buried everybody Mm. you know so you look at as you get older and you just look at these people she buried every friend she buried her she buried a child uh, she buried her husband, you know, she buried a brother, mm-hmm. you know, all like, and outlived all of her friends. 
you know, she's like the last man standing. Yeah. You know, like you just see it like the, the strength of the human spirit is crazy. Yeah. Right. You can, you, what happens to people, it just doesn't knock you down. Well, Somehow I'm, people, they get back up. I don't, the human spirit's crazy. It is. It yeah. is. And I think, um, it's like, is <laughs> joking was with somebody the other day. I'm like, yeah, it's like life doesn't get easier. You just learn how to deal with it better. Or at least hopefully you learn how to, how to deal with something because I'm like, it suddenly had this epiphany. What was it? My cousin actually recently passed away. Um, she had cancer, esophageal cancer. Um, she recently passed, left a 11 year old son um, behind. Uh, and at her funeral, that's her son gave the most eloquent, brief, eloquent, eloquent speech saying, you know, if, you know, if you're ever worried or if you're ever sad, just know that my mom's spirit is with you, like 11 years old and everybody's in tears. And so that level of strength, even in him, and she had, you know, been preparing him for this possibility, but it was still pretty sudden and happened. Everything happened very quickly. Um, but yeah, I had this epiphany shortly after my my cousin passed. I'm like, it's like the older I get, the more people just keep dying. <laughs> and, and you you somehow have to get to a place where and and it's it's I think it's very difficult for us in this in the West in particular because other places they they know how to lament. My friend, uh, I have a friend Haley. She always ta she she talks about this idea of lamenting. Like, nobody knows how to lament. Nobody knows how to just, like, be sad and let that be okay. And so, you have, like, I think we could do better to give ourselves more space to cry. Yeah. And to be sad. And to, because I'm terrible at, at like you know i can give people a hug but i feel like i'm not very good at comforting people when they're when they're sad okay and when i'm sad i don't like i don't like being sad in front of people and yeah, i think that's a lot well that's a lot of people i think yeah mo uh, yeah i think if you're really sad you don't want to be around people yeah right? you want to be in your own space to mm -hmm. try to work it out yeah for me yeah, I think at least I think it is most people. Yeah, I hope of, I'm like yeah. most people. <laughs> <laughs> Do you? Yeah, I mean, if I'm sad, like if I'm sad like that, yeah, 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 I kind of want to be by myself, right? Yeah. Try, like I said, try to work it out. Yeah, it's okay, and it's okay to be sad, right? I, I, yeah. The lamenting, right? And I think mm -hmm. that's that's a natural, it's natural human mm -hmm. emotion and and process. Yeah processing stuff is probably when you're sad right you're trying to get through it mm -hmm. and then just being okay with the fact of death it's okay yeah i think it's okay to be sad it's okay yeah. to cry so those are human emotions um, yeah. and learning learning how to go through that process mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you know pull your big girl pants back up and you know get back out there in life yeah yeah 
I mean, eventually you got to get, we have to move, we have to keep going. Right. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, my, my husband and I will, will have these dark humor moments because of his family history with heart stuff. We're like, um, we're almost too aware of the possibility of his passing, um, which sucks to think about, but we've talked about it so much that I'm very comfortable <laughs> talking about it. So which probably might sound and look weird to people. <laughs> You're having those fun like jokes, like don't do that or you know it'll kill you. Well, or... he's like, no, he's like, oh, when I when I pass, I want you to he, he wants a um so it's like like a oh gosh, I forget what it's called. Is it a a Viking funeral or something where he like send me out on a boat, set it on fire. Yeah. Or, or like like shoot me out of a cannon. I think I think I, he like read somewhere shoot about like how like the mili- the military will or like so- somewhere like so- they'll take your body and like, you know, to like test their cannons or something, shoot it out of a cannon. <laughs> Oh, uh, it was a fact check that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, check that one. We're checking that at the door. And then but... I, I joke around too. I'm like, oh, they can turn you into a diamond. I'm like, Mike, if I pass before you, make sure you turn me into a diamond. Put me and wear me on your ring. <laughs> but I think that you got to have some some bit of, you have to be realistic about the about the fact, right? Not just the possibility oh i might die one day you're um, gonna die yeah you, know, you have to get real comfortable with the fact of death um at least i try to be comfortable with mm. the fact of death um but that can sometimes come across to people as being a little bit callous about it yeah which i'm not trying to do that i don't i don't want to diminish or dismiss anyone's grieving or or mourning i've been there <laughs> i don't i don't think anybody yeah. can accuse you of, of of that i think you've got you've got your credentials there <laughs> but yeah you got your credentials we have so many more questions to let's, go yeah let's keep going <laughs> yeah how much time do we have yes, hour about there oh my goodness yeah i feel any don't feel any pressure pick a good one it might be your last <laughs> Hmm. Kind of a ho- positive question now. Mm-hmm. Has there ever been a better time to be alive than in this period of humanity? No. I mean, yeah, it's kind of, I like the question because despite all the negativity that we, that we talk about and, yeah. and some of the things, but really. Yeah. I think there's a lot of people that want to go back in the past. I've never had the desire. I've never been one of those people. Oh, I wish I could relive my my high school days. I'm happy with where I, I feel a lot more confident in who I am now than oh. than at that time. And in this time, this period of humanity, I think we have a lot of. I think we're in this interesting ebb and flow and maybe have been the entire time but we're in this this interesting ebb and flow you do have the sides the sides are becoming more apparent just because we have access to more 
knowledge and information. Yeah, and, probably. Yeah. Um, so you have these sides, but you do have in the middle, you have this sort of ebb and flow where like, you know, you have this resistance to certain changes and then you have this sort of going with the flow with, with mm. the flow of change. Um, and then you have people on either side yeah. that are resisting the, that are resisting the ebb and flow, the yeah, natural, yeah. the natural progression where, of life. <laughs> where we know we're going, right? There's no getting old. Yeah. Um, and I always, see, I mean, everything's, everything's temporary and also everything sort of repeats, repeats itself. I think, you know, there's a lot of people, especially now, like, oh my God, we're going back into the, we're going back into the fifties with certain, um, political decisions that have been made out there. Um, I don't see it that way. I've, I think that there is Again, I think there's progress, and then it comes up against some resistance. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. And there's progress. Another I think gate, we're always, right. yeah, we're always moving toward. I, I like that. It, I like that. Little ebb and flow. Yeah. A little and I think, we're, I think we're a lot less patient. We're a lot less patient. Yeah. Oh, we're definitely, and I think that's I mean, why there, we are instagratification. Insta yeah. I think that's why there's so much like, no, this mm -hmm. is right. No, this is right. We need to change this right now. It's like things need time. People need time to adjust and to shift and to change when the whole, I when guess, the whole yeah. COVID situation happened. And then like right away you had, um, Right. Like for a second, it was like, oh, we're all in, we're all in the same boat. We're all in this together. And then one second later, oh, my God, you're doing that bad. Oh, my God, you're not doing that bad. Uh, and it's, <laughs> it lasted. A, it, there was a moment we were there in, in it together. Yeah. And then we were. Yeah, and it could have been such a and And I think for some people it was like this really beautiful opportunity to figure out what is really important. But we have been, become so accustomed to like, well, we just have to, or we have been become so accustomed to like, um, I can just Google something, comes up. Oh, send a message. Somebody sends a message right back. Oh, you know, I can look, right? Everything is so instant that people expect people to be instant, right? Like, oh, you're, you're not, you're not changing because this thing just happened. How can you not change? Aren't you listening to the science? It's like, first, and people often um, move on emotion more than they do on anything that's knowledge-based or anything that's you know oh we're, we're right like we're, fact -based. i mean we are absolutely emotional yeah animals. we're very emotional people and so there's been no on either sides of these coins whatever it is whether it's religious political um mm. you know whatever there's been this lack of gray 
of like allowing people time to change. There has been a lack of grace. It's a great way. Yeah, beautiful words. Yeah. Beautiful words. I hope we can find more as a race, human people, right? I hope mm -hmm. we can be, find more grace. Yeah. With each other. Yeah. For each other, right? Yeah. And if we do for ourselves, right? Because the more I know this, like for myself, the more I'm judging myself in a certain area, I'm going to extend that judgment to someone else. Yeah. But if I'm not doing that to myself, then I'm going to be a little bit more grace. Yeah, yeah, you're going to be, yeah, you're, gonna, you're not going to, I mean, people. if you don't have grace for yourself, you're definitely going to have zero patience for yeah. anybody else. Yeah. That doesn't do what you think is the right thing. Right. Yeah. And I've definitely, like, I'm not the most patient person in the world. <laughs> yeah. And, and if you feel you're right, I mean, people yeah. that, you know, are in these arguments feel passionate about their point of view. Yeah. And. Which I think and, is good. I don't think it's, I don't think that it's bad to be. To, that's to have a, passion, but to be, to have a mean spiritedness in that passion, I think uh, is where we, where we sometimes fail. And expectations other. on yeah. other people. Yeah. Right. So I, I think the big, I've, we've talked about this a couple of times on the podcast, different, but the expectation that someone should do a certain thing. Right. Or react a certain way. Yeah. You're going to, you're going to just generally be disappointed. Yeah. Like yeah. 100% of the time. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> and I've disappointed people many times. <laughs> yeah. I'm, <you're, laughs> right? like, sometimes on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure you expect me to do this, so I'm going to do that. Sometimes on purpose. Sometimes on purpose for the sake of holding boundaries. Because yeah. just... You know, I, I can be afraid to say, or I have been at times afraid to say no. Mm -hmm. And um, and now I think I'm in that space where I'm like figuring out what to say no to, what to say yes to. Yeah. yeah. You're principled now. I mean, you get older, you have, you kind of, there are I things. I hope so. You know, you become <laughs> a bit more prince. I think you get more principled yeah. as you get older. Yeah. And then you know in your own mind what's right and wrong. Yeah. For you. Yeah. Yep. Um, and so you start to, those become boundaries. Mm-hmm. Right. And then yep. that also helps manage your own self, right? You, you know, then you, then you yeah. put yourself in happier situations. Yeah. Yeah. Surrounding. Yeah. Cause I used to think, oh, I could be friends with everybody. I want to yeah. be friends with no, not everybody really. like me. I'm like, I'm good with the small, sir. It's starting to expand more and more now again. It's like, you trim the tree a little bit. Flow. You trim the tree. Yeah. Now you're adding a couple more. Yeah. All yeah, right. exactly. You're okay. You can come in the trunk. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. But I'm very happy to have a small circle. And plus, it's a lot of energy output, right? Like friendship in general is very, is, it's a lot of, it's a lot of energy to like, okay, is, how is this person doing? And, you know, we all, you oh, want to make right. sure that you're reciprocating yeah, what they're yeah. giving. Um, I don't worry so much um, now about, you know, pe other people reciprocating what I'm giving. Okay. Uh, I try really hard to, like, give what I really, really want to give yeah. in, you know, within my relationships. But, um, and, 
And if I am not feeling that same energy given back, like, okay, they're just not there. Yeah. Whereas I used to be more, um, well, if they're not going to give back, then I'm not giving anything. (laughs) Oh, really? Okay. Get a little attitude too going. Yeah. Yeah, No. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Now it's just. Yeah. The more, the more. (laughs) And that takes a lot of effort too. I mean, that's a lot of energy. Yeah. It is. Right. And there's, to keep scores. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not helpful. It's not healthy. Yeah. It's um, also not, yeah, it's not healthy. But yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, um, space where I'm like, what? Cause I do still have that moment when I'm, when I'm first getting to know people, getting to know a person where I'm like, oh, what if I, what if I say something that they don't like? And then I'm like, and? That just, separ- <laughs> like that. That just separates the good ones from the bad ones faster. Oh, well. Yeah. Oh, not a keeper. <laughs> Can't take it back. <laughs> well, you find some common ground. Yeah. Right? You say yeah. something that's a little spicy and they're like, oh, that's, mm-hmm. you have a connection all of a sudden. Yeah. 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 One more? Sure. Yeah, let's go one more. We're about, yeah, we're at, the, we're at the witching hour. But we had a wine break. We had a, <laughs> we had a lawnmower oh, break. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. You want to try another one? Yeah, maybe. There's no rule against that. Really? We make up our own rules here. <laughs> mm. Better? Yeah. I think that works. Oh, this is good. <clears throat> we didn't get a we didn't get a forgiveness question yet. What's the real cost to you personally to not let go, to not forgive? The cost is a lot of both like mental, emotional, and mm. physical pain. Wow. I think it's just you just feel that pain because it's right letting go is this is this um space of of release Mm. of levity of weightlessness and holding on to um holding on to unforgiveness is this weighty is this weighty place and just imagine this like heaviness on someone's brain, body, emotional space, it's, it's very heavy. And I've certainly, I, we all, you know, I think have, have these, these areas where, um, have these areas to work on. I still have a lot of anger around certain situations. Um, I, I still have some anger here and there mm-hmm. with regards to how things turned out with the the church that I was a part of for mm-hmm. 24 years. Dang, um, yeah, of course. I still have a lot of um a lot of weightiness, a lot of anger around um how certain people have treated me over the years. Mm-hmm. Um but I if I come back to that space of remembering that I too have been a source of 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 burden, of weight, of harm to other people. 
then that then it makes it a little bit easier for me to forgive other people that have been that to me. Okay. And that allows me to kind of, okay, I can let go. And so uh, I just keep coming back to the whole ebb and flow thing. Because yeah, like the theme. ebb is where I'm resisting forgiving, which I do at times, um, uh, where I'm resisting that, that forgiving, where I'm resisting letting go of anger, where I'm, you know, in that self-righteous yeah, place, yeah. really. Oh, it's like, of oh. like, you know, how could they have done this to me? Um, but the flow is that letting go space of, you know what? And it's, it's different day to day. It's different, you know, depending on what I have going. Have I eaten enough that day? I'm very, you know, as a yoga teacher, you become very body aware. And so I'm like, okay, I think I'm extra angry about this because I didn't have enough to eat today. <laughs> or I think I'm feeling good because I did this this morning. I did this. I connected here. You know, so you get, you get very, um, you get very comfortable with your kind of different ways of being. And so that, that forgiveness part, right? Like extending forgiveness, not necessarily going to the person being like, I forgive you because that could be a little arrogant, honestly, <laughs> right? They may not, not think that they've done anything oh, wrong. <laughs> oh, oh, I promise you. For what? <laughs> I, I promise you that phone call will end badly. What do you mean? Um, but yeah, to be, to just for yourself, just sort of release the weight of that anger as a process. It's like each day, like I said, each day is different. Each, you know, moment to moment. Yeah. Memories come, right? Me like, yeah. Like something happens, like a memory sparks, mm -hmm. a, sparks, something sparks a memory, which yeah. then gives you yeah. the emotion. Yeah. 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 And then if you like come back to, okay, brain chemicals, you yep. know, what did I, what did I do today that is, you know, kind of allowing this to be more mm -hmm. intense than it is, than it needs to be. Than um, it needs to yeah. be. Yeah. Yeah. I, maybe you can feel the emotion, but mm -hmm. how, how deep do you let it get yeah. or sit or can yeah. you get, can you flow it out right yeah just i like the heaven flows great just yesterday i said oh there is a situation and um and an intense situation and i was like you know what fuck that person that person you know what they could just fuck right off <laughs> they're dead to me so dumb. And in the next few moments, as I like calm down a bit, I'm like, okay, I understand where they're coming from. I get what, you know, I just had, and I think the more you practice that, the more you practice, you know, okay, yeah, be mad, right? Like it's okay to be yeah, mad. People, okay. people sometimes get in this loop where they're like, you know, they get, and I've been in that loop where I'm like, you get angry and then you're angry at yourself for being angry. And then it's just like a continual loop of, of, of this anger cycle. But if you can like, again, loving acceptance, loving acceptance. Yeah. I am really angry right now about this thing. 
And as soon as you accept that you're angry, the more you practice that, the easier, at least what I've found, okay. the easier it is to come out of that space of anger and to, and to breathe and to say, you know what? They're just in that space right now. And then you can extend compassion. Zoom, like I zoom out. Yeah, yeah. Because you're zoomed into this. Yeah, big, the big picture. And if you just like, yeah. Yeah. I like like zooming out and you're like, oh, yeah. okay, that's what's. Yeah. Because you're looking a, at it from far away. Yeah. Oh, okay. I see it. where the, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 If you're, if you're zoomed in, right, on a map and all you can see is the picture of the house, well, how do I get there? Yeah, yeah. I and I think that's the same thing that you, I'm learning stuff. Oh, you're watching the chaos down there. And <laughs> I'm you're like, what's going on? What is going on? Yeah. I'm but if you zoom out, you're like, oh, okay. So I'm here. I need to like navigate through these streets and this place and this you know, town or whatever. And then, ah, I'm at the house. And I think that's the same way that it works with, you know, when you're in that intense place of anger and you're like, all you can see is it's that one thing that red. you're mad about. Yeah. And then you zoom out and you're like, oh, okay, I see how they got from here to here. I see how I got from here to here. And now and I can be a little bit that, more calm. Right. That's why we're both screaming at each other. Yeah. yeah me, okay. Yeah. yeah. This, I think it's a deep breath, a little yoga action. Yeah. A little yoga. Yeah. yeah. Jessica, awesome. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thanks for thanks for the iced tea, the coffee, the snacks. Yeah. Beautiful backyard. Um, it's really nice and some great, great wisdom and really shared. I hope so. Yeah, it's good. It, it goes by fast. So it's hard for, I think sometimes you don't even realize, um, how much we talk. Yeah. Right. We got, it's a lot. We got a lot in. <laughs> what did I just say? I know, right. You're going to like, it. sometimes I think when you listen to it later, I listened to a podcast yesterday. I was, uh, just in around the room and, um, I was like, wow, mm -hmm. you know, I, I didn't remember some of the stuff they shared. Yeah, and, uh, and it was great. It was great. It was one I was going to share it earlier. This this gentleman was saying, "Action without prayer, without action, is just you know, it's like nice words." Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and you know, and I remember the interview. I mean, I remember the interview, but it was so much going on. It was a it was two people and myself. Yeah, and so there was you know, I was just trying to orchestrate everything mm -hmm. the answers and the process and the and and i miss some of the profound stuff they said mm -hmm. you know just like so i love it i'm you know we'll go back you'll go back and you'll listen you'll be like wow yeah. i said that oh that was pretty good <laughs> you had some great articulations you had some really good articulations good thank you thanks for giving the space why don't you spend maybe a couple minutes and you know maybe a closing message um i'm still playing around with my coaching on this you know like yeah. how to like give you a prompt um we have a couple ideas one is just a you know share share maybe a summary look at the questions and pick one or kind of a summary of any point you want to make you know you want to you want to restate right kind of going back a thought that's sticking in your head um a message to your younger self or a message to your future self mm. based on where you're at mm. Um, or a message to maybe other people that have, like yourself, maybe there's somebody out there struggling with the loss of a child. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, here you are, like you said, we, we spent a good bit of the time talking about here you are today, a whole person again, mm -hmm. um, 
you know, after losing what, like you said, losing what you thought was your life. Mm-hmm. Like you see, you'd, you'd said it beautifully, which is, you know, that part was gone. You had it and then it was taken away mm-hmm. and you've built back another life, got another yeah. direction. So I give you like, you know, there's a couple of, couple of ideas. Mm-hmm. I'll let you kind of, let you kind of just share with the audience. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's funny because I just did a, uh, a live video last week, um, where I shared on my, on my personal Facebook page, I shared mm-hmm. that I, I can't, I can't help people. <laughs> I can't help people. I can't, I can't t- really teach anyone anything. Um, I think, though, the best that I can do and the best that we can do for each other is something like this, um, holding space mm. and giving, giving one another an opportunity to speak, to be really heard, um, to listen, to know that we're probably not always going to have the right words to say. Um, We all have such a vast diversity of experience and perspective that i feel so you know there there's some tools right like there's tools that i know that that have worked for me and i can impart some of that you know um to people walking meditation breathing but ultimately it comes down to the individual deciding and and figuring really just going through the pain, the joy, the laughter, the sobbing. It really is the individual going through whatever they need to go through to come out the other side, however you come out. And wherever that is, whatever that is, is exactly where you need to be in that moment. Agree. 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 Um, what is your journey? What have you learned? I mean, maybe like a takeaway from your journey about yourself. I think I've learned to be more and more okay with who I am, with the things that I believe that I don't have to, um, that I don't have to try to fit in. I don't have to try to fit into some, you know, I, st- I, I still am careful with my words because I'm, you know, I'm community facing um, to some degree uh, with yeah. teaching yoga yeah, in person. a space with, you know, whether in person and uh, teaching online to people really all over the world through that app. Um, so I, I do... I am very careful, and you'll notice, right, the pauses. I am very careful with my words and how I express and what I express. 
But I also feel very free in that bit of restriction for myself. I feel very free to to still, I'm still presenting myself. I'm still presenting that, really that deepest part I think that's in, in all of us, which is I ultimately want to um, bring peace and a sense of empowerment okay. to people wherever I am and wherever they are, right? Meeting people where they're, Meeting where they're at. Where they're at. Yeah. I don't know if that answered the question. It was perfect. <laughs> you are in a weird... And try not to take myself too seriously. <laughs> try to not take ourselves too seriously. Hey, yeah. I, I, can, I can amen yeah. that. Oh, like, I can oh, amen shoot. that. Is this, is this like pretentious? <laughs> Was I too pretentious just now? Oh, damn it. I'm not taking... Do I even believe what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know. I'll have to listen to it, and then I'll... And then, you'll... And then I'll, I'll share it. I'll be like, okay, I said this, but what I really believe was What's completely up? opposite. No. <laughs> but in the moment, I, this is how I'm feeling. Yeah, I, yeah. I think it is going to be interesting for... Because I, I haven't sat through the jar. I've listened. But obviously, I'm in this chair. Um and even I have my own, like I mentioned, sometimes cannot remember everything and how it goes. Yeah. So I think it's got to be fun for being a guest because you listen later and you're like, what? I said, what? Oh, that was good. Or that was so stupid. What did I say that for? <laughs> I'm sure the guests go through and have a listen. They're just cringing and smiling right between the two. Yeah. Um, we did have a really lovely message back from one of the guests. Uh, we were asking for some feedback. Mm -hmm. And she said that... Uh, after the episode came out, her mom called her and just went on and on. And she typed that in like bold, you know, caps. Yeah. She went on and on about how proud she was and how yeah. impressed she was with me. She's like, like uh, never like, and she goes like, and you get the feeling that was not a conversation they normally had. Mm. Um, so the real person came through and the mom listened as a mother mm. because these are conversations we don't have with each other. Yeah. And and so yeah. it's an opportunity to hear somebody close to you and hear their deepest thinking. Yeah. And uh in, in this space that we we provide in the jar. Mm -hmm. So thank you yeah. uh for thank being you. a guest. Yes. And again, thank thanks you. thank you so much for for everything from today and mm -hmm. I I look forward to following your journey. Yeah, I look forward to listening to more episodes. Yeah, thanks very much, Jessica. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye everybody. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Jar. If you would like to be one of our guests, please email thejarguest at gmail.com or follow our journey on your favorite social media platforms. See you all on the road.